You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk Lion football with a good friend of the program, Tori Petri, a reporter for DetroitLions.com and the Lions team channel here on TuneIn. Tori, we appreciate you taking the time. Let's go back to Monday night at Lambeau Field. Lions got some help in that matchup because it was Brett Hundley instead of Aaron Rodgers. But as you review what stood out, how comprehensive was that victory for the Lions on the road? Well, it was a pretty good win for the Lions, one they definitely needed to get. I mean, after a three-game losing streak, losing uh, at home to the Steelers the previous week, they needed that divisional win against the Packers. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers does a lot to help that, that Packers team and covers a lot of their deficiencies, and obviously they didn't have have him in that game, but you know, you got to think about the fact that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense for the Packers, and the Lions really had a great offensive day. So that had no effect on that part of the game, and uh, it definitely was good for the Lions to kind of get their offense uh, clicking a little bit more this week than they, were, than they had been against the Steelers, where they really struggled in the red zone. Talking about struggles, uh, this team has done that this year, been inconsistent in their approach. After coming off such a good year last year, you automatically assume that momentum would carry over to this year, but it's been just the opposite. And as you mentioned, even about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers not being there, it really gives this team some hope from the standpoint of maybe if they play well enough to compete for being a, to win in that division or maybe, maybe being second in that division and maybe having a wild card chance. How good do you think their chances are to have an opportunity to be a wild card team moving forward if they can play well throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think this division is very up in the air right now. I mean, the Packers obviously are playing without Aaron Rodgers. Minnesota's quarterback situation is up in the air. Uh, the Bears are starting a rookie quarterback. So, you know, there, there's really a lot of questions in the division. And even though Minnesota is leading right now, uh, there's really not a, uh, a runaway uh, leader for the rest of the year. You know, I think the Lions certainly have an opportunity in front of them. They've beaten Minnesota once this year already. They play the Vikings on Thanksgiving at home. Uh, and typically the Lions have dominated the Thanksgiving Day game. That, that is, you know, they, they kind of own that game. So I know they'll, they'll be looking to uh, protect home field there on Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, there, there's definitely an opportunity for them, especially with, how much easier the second half of the schedule looks for them. I know they won't call it that, but, um, you know, just looking at when lost records of the teams that they have coming up versus the teams that they've played thus far, it does look a little bit easier uh, in the second half of the season if they continue to play at the level that they did on Monday night. Chatting with Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, and the Lions team channel here on TuneIn. One more thought about Monday night. Lions struggled once more in the ground game, averaging less than two yards per carry. Still, they won the football game, but big picture, Tori, what's the state of the rushing attack led by Amir Abdullah? Well, there were some hits and misses uh, on Monday night. I mean, uh, they, they struggled a little bit on early downs with the run game, but they were able to, you know, they did have one rushing touchdown from the red zone. You know, that was a big point of emphasis during the week for the team was um, improving in the red zone. I know they spent extra time on it in practice that week after the Steelers game. Uh, but it does need some work still because they got into the red zone two other times during that game against the Packers, and they weren't able to capitalize on them. And they had a goal line goal line uh, opportunity there where they had three downs at the one-yard line and couldn't get it into the end zone on any of those three tries. So that certainly needs some work uh, there, but we did see Amir Abdullah getting the ball a little bit more 
uh, in the red zone than we had in the past. You know, they've been going to Dwayne Washington in the red zone uh, for, you know, the, those last few games. So we saw them turn to Amir Abdullah a little bit. I think they're just trying, uh, you know, all their options there uh, in the run game because they really are trying to fix, fix those uh, red zone woes that they've had. Um, and, you know, they've made progress, but they're just not quite all the way there yet. It still needs a little bit of work. You're talking about progress. Uh, now that they've taken this thing in the end zone to allowing players to dance and do whatever they choose to do, tell me about Marvin Jones <laughs> trying to do an audition for the American Idol. What's, what's going on with this? Tell me what's happening. <laughs> yeah, Marvin Jones, is, he's a great guy. I mean, um, you know, football-wise, I think he, he probably likes playing at Lambeau Field because he's had himself a couple of great games these past two years uh, playing there. And I know, uh, you know, he was a big part in that win on Monday night, two touchdowns for him. Uh, obviously a very fun celebration that we got to see with the Rock'em Sock'em Robots there. And Golden Tate already had shirts made up today that said Rock'em Sock'em Robots on it. It was, uh, you know, pretty funny sight to see. And, uh, you know, Marvin is very talented off the field as well. He's a great singer. He, you know, did the audition on American Idol. And I actually did a story with him over the summer where we went to his home here in Michigan. And uh, he gave us a tour of his home recording studio. So, you know, this is not a, a one-time occurrence for Marvin. Singing is definitely a passion of his and something that uh, he does all the time. So a talented man on and off the field. Part of the reason the Lions enjoyed sweet music beating the Packers on Monday night. We're talking Lion football with our friend Tori Petri, DetroitLions.com, Lions team channel here on TuneIn. So in addition to what Jones did, Tori, let's talk about a Underrated, I think, from the national point of view, receiver and Golden Tate. I understand this is the golden age of wideouts, pun intended. But think about what Tate is doing statistically. He's among the best in the game in yards per reception. Should we be talking more about Golden Tate as a premier playmaker? Yeah, I mean, he is a key part of this Lions offense. You look at that play. Uh, where he caught it on the sideline, had a little toe tap there on the edge, a twirling toe tap. It was. <laughs> I was just talking about Golden Tate's, uh, you know, ability to get yards after the catch. That is a huge part of his game. I mean, he, he's very talented when it comes when it comes to that, and we saw that in that game against the Packers. So, you know, I think that certainly he he's working his way up to being in in that conversation. But I think the only reason why he hasn't been is because just of the overall, you know. Offensive struggles the Lions have had so far this season, but when you give Matthew Stafford time to throw the ball and get the ball to Golden Tate, he does amazing things with it. Both the two of them, really. When you look at Matthew Stafford and how he started the year off, uh, when it came down to throwing the ball versus the blitz, he, he was like at forty-nine percent, maybe fifty percent. But as of lately, particularly against the Green Bay Packers, we saw him actually take his number to a high level. He became very efficient. Uh, capable of being calm in the pocket and being able to deliver the pass, similar to what we know in the guy number 12 in Green Bay. Could that be some of the answer uh, to this offense and this team being able to be successful is their quarterback and Matthew Stafford being able to elude some pressure, went under it, and still be able to deliver the football efficiently? Well, I think Matthew Stafford, you know, is a talented player in any situation, but he has really struggled over the past couple of years with not being protected well enough. And, you know, he's a tough guy. He's played through a lot of injuries and, you know, that has been, you know, something that has helped this team out is him, is him playing when he's hurt. But, 
you know, you can only do so much when you aren't getting any time to throw. You can't throw downfield when you're not getting any time to throw. So, you know, but that's where Matthew Stafford excels with that rocket of an arm that he has. So I think you do need to give him time in order for him to be successful. And he's got more mobile in the pocket this year. He's doing a lot, making a lot more moves with his feet. You know, he uh, runs the ball sometimes, and, and that's become a part of his game. Uh, you know, in recent years, this year particularly. So he's certainly gotten better at that. But I think that the main focus is getting his protection to where it needs to be so that he doesn't have to do that and put himself at risk. Finally, Tori, we know Monday Night Football changes your availability when it comes to interviewing the players because they have different off days. But when you start talking to the guys much more about what's coming up with the ability to go to 5-4 and four hosting winless Cleveland, how many cliches do you expect from the Lions about we're not looking past Cleveland, we're not taking it lightly? I'm sure they're saying all the right things, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of that in the locker room, but I think the focus this week is just the Lions have to play their game. They have to focus on their game. They have not been good at home this year. They're one and three at home. They have this home game opportunity coming up against the Cleveland Browns. You don't want to be that team that gives uh, another team their first win of the season halfway through the year. So um, that's something Jeff Caldwell is good at is keeping guys focused and you know, keeping them from, you know, getting off track, especially in the second half of the season. So, you know, that, that'll be an emphasis this week, but I think it's mostly just focusing, you know, on themselves. Tori, we appreciate the information. Thanks for giving us a few minutes again today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you guys for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.